Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud Podcast, your weekly dose of Loud GA action, talking, chat and yeah, I suppose chat, that's what we'll call it, or maybe a ramble, that's usually the thing. It's episode 137 and this week we're going to start with last week because I got a bit of correspondence, someone got on to me, well, a well-known footballer around Loud and maybe national level, he doesn't want to be named and um, was talking about the penalties uh, last week if you go in, if you get fouled inside the 20-yard line. And it's a, it's a cynical foul. You get a penalty, and he wanted to know. Well, he said he wanted to know one thing, and then the chat led to another. He wanted to know if you're if you're foul for that. Are you? Do you have to take it? Obviously, this fellow's a forward, a good forward too. Um, he, so so that, and then the second part is because if it's similar to basketball, but um, I, I I'll answer the first part um, of the of the um, question first. And I don't think it, I don't think it is. I don't think I think it be, it can be your designated penalty taker that takes the penalty, whoever's taken down. Because uh, although it be it be some it be some crack some fun if uh, <laughs> if if you find your corner fouled or your corner back, it's up the field and he gets fouled. Or maybe then you would be still cynical and you'd foul the corner back, so you so he wouldn't get in, or you wouldn't you take a chance, yeah. Or maybe you probably would let him in to take the shot on goal. But um, no, I thought it was a good question, but I don't think it is. Uh, I don't think that's the way. No, I, de- I, I haven't fully checked it out now. I don't even know if they have, have the rule like in, in place or worded correctly or or kind of put in, into, what would you call it, a plint or a, into the rule book, official rule, official, official dumb yet. So, yeah, good question. Uh, if you have questions, send them in or get them in to me on any of the social channels or whatever. We whatever you can get me anywhere. Probably have my number now at this stage. But um, yeah, you'd have, you'd have some fun, like I say, someone getting fouled for that, and then you have to take it then yourself. But then it kind of stemmed into the the basketball kind of theory as well, where it usually a lad in basketball is quite good at winning his free throws. Wait, it's similar. It's a similar punishment. If you're if you're cynically fouled, or if you're fouled, you get a you get straight in for a free throw. And some lads then are very good at manipulating that and going for it, and that's the kind of game they drive into the paint. They call it in around that kind of coloured, dark area under the under the hoop, and they win themselves. See, it's, it's similar to if the best com- com- comparison is that kind of small parallelogram, or even a little bit out for like the twenty twenty meter yard twenty meter line twenty yard line, and uh, someone like a good corner forward will all will will take on his man. But then you have different types of corner forwards. Some of them like to step off and. Like like to take a shot off the loop. Other ones will like to just get the ball and lay it off. They're just a, a target man. But if you have a forward there that likes to go down, say Desi Dolan was a great man to to win a free or win a foul or play the referee. Um, have a lad like him inside, and then you're looking at his stats then, and he's like a hell of a hell of a man to take penalties or hell like he gets his free pros or his penalties through uh, through the cynical play. Um, I don't know. It could work. I think it. it, it you're definitely going to be thinking about it more as a forward. Uh, you know, not that I am a forward, right? But you're going to be thinking, right? If I really go at this fella and force him to pull me down or manipulate that he has pulled me down, drive into contact, and he's pulled down, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get that penalty, even if you're a good bit out. You have a good chance. You're one on one with ladder. You're isolated with that. Even just two. 
you go at him on inside the 20 yard line regardless if you're going to go by him and because you've a lot to do to go by him you compose yourself slot by the goalie or take on the goalie so if you if you just had that one chance where it's like right I'm going to go at him if he can't get if like if I exhaust myself getting fouled or getting pulled down um, then you have a penalty rather than exhausting yourself beating him getting through him not getting a free, getting through and then slotting the ball away from the goalie. I don't know, it's definitely going to have a really big impact on the game. And then on top of that as well, you're you're like you're going to have a case of Oh yeah, I know what I was going to say. Um if it like the way it's going, the way the way kind of technology is coming into the game and every sport now you see with VAR, you're going to have dubious calls then then in the future. Because there's no doubt about it, the VAR going to come in and look at the video analysis of was that a penalty or was that a cynical foul? So that could add another spanner to the works. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we, we'll wait and see. But good question. Keep them. Keep sending them in and, and plenty to. I'm I'm happy enough to to talk about stuff like that because uh, the more the better. Plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, the better. But um, yeah, that's that question. But now we'll go back to an old tried and trusted favourite of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's the managerial merry-go-round. Holy moly! Managerial merry-go-round of mayhem. Yeah, Holy moly! Managerial merry-go-round of mayhem. Yeah, Managerial merry-go-round of mayhem. Holy moly! And thankfully, um, fair play to Glide, they, they took their time in getting the la- getting the management team together because once they're all once they're spread out, it gives me loads to talk about here and, and spread it out in, in total. Um, but yeah, that's it. Glide Rangers made uh, they've got they've put the management team together for this season. Um, there's still a couple left um, I think Stabannon are still awaiting John Mitchells are still not sure I think they're in the junior grade as well not sure about the Sean's either but I went through it before that the other teams are all sort and senior and, and intermediate but yeah so who you're saying who Jesus who is the, the new Lion managers um, David Devenny former player um, Gavin Duffy as well so who is the new management team? Jeez, you keep going on about the new management team. So who is it? Who is the team? It's well, it's made up of a five-man, t- uh, five-man, I suppose, uh, team. You probably call it of um, managers. Um, David Devenny, all former players, all bags of experience. As you you, you see, they say that themselves. Um, Paul Noon, Gavin Duffy, Anthony Nutley, and. Lawrence O'Brien or La O'Brien as he's probably better well known but um, so the five of them come in um, the three boys Paul Noon Gavin Duffy and David Venny they took over um, Glide the end of last year Ollie Flynn was managed the past two seasons took to the final the year before last after the bet replay by Roach and he was he was uh, over this year in the defeat to, in, to Lan Lear in the semi-final stage um, three three lads are, are, are outsiders, but they're very much insiders now at this stage below in Talonstown. Uh, Devenny, like Galway man, well known, um, big leader down there. Serious impact on loud football when he came in and club football, even made a, made an impact at, at, at the county level as well. Um, had a great game against Native County Galway a couple of seasons ago. Um, 
Paul Noon, Ross Common Man, played at probably the highest level. He played in that final. Um, he played in that final uh, against Roach, and then Gavin Duffy would have played in twenty two thousand seventeen. Um, Calvin Man as well. So they're, they're, they're kind of putting their roots down in Town and they're, they're giving back to the community there by taking over. Uh, so three. Three very established football minds. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Paul Noon would have trained with um, Paul Morta in Animan and Rovers, so maybe he'd be doing the training. Deveni will be doing the coaching, and Gavin Duffy will maybe be good cop to Paul or to Dave Deveni's bad cop. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how the dynamics going to work. Maybe it'll shift. Maybe they'll change training. And uh, then Nutsar and La O'Brien. I, I actually I walked out. From that semi-final against Landlier, the defeat last year with La, and uh, maybe that maybe that was the inspiration for or the motivation for for La to get back involved and kind of maybe get them over the line this year, motivate them to get in there and in with the lads again. Good player in his day, um, not so had seen it all. Good viewpoint from goals, can analyse the game, what have you. Good reader of the game, so he'll come in as well. Those five will take over, and it, it works in a couple of ways. In that they'll definitely, like obviously, to be related to Trevor, try and keep Trevor on on board again for another season. The shortened season helps that case as well. And Connor shared as well. So those experienced players, but you have good players there at a good age that are peaking. Keane and Kieran Sheridan, Fierker Sheridan, um, loads there, loads more. I can name, I can name a whole host of them off. But seemingly there is new players coming through that they're going to de- help develop as well. And they've kind of gone away from outside managers, obviously, and that might give them the best chance to motivate them from within. Having lads to know, having a load like five lads of that caliber going back into the club, it kind of spreads it out. It's kind of that synergy with it all worked together, and the sum be greater than its parts. And like when you look at it, like I mentioned there, but the, the players to have, they have, they have a talent there. They have a panel, a panel there, with, with with a skeleton of really good talent. You know, Dunleer will be knocking about again. You'll have Dun. Um, the Pierce be be coming strong again after last year, after after that disappointing year last year. I know the Mitchells will be strong. They'll be coming again. The Tones will be pushing, and then you have Glen Emmett's coming back down. But um, it's definitely it's definitely within well within their rights to go on a run there and get get a run of momentum and get up back into intermediate and get back up to senior four because all those lads would have played together. Um, maybe maybe not Noon and Duffy they might have played in those big big years of Glide in, in 09 or maybe just before that maybe the the noughties that whole decade I suppose getting to the senior semi-finals and what have you uh, but yeah it's good to see those those lads back involved and over Glide this year it'll make them a really compromising uh, bunch uh, at junior level and maybe that might be the, the, the just the, the kind of spark to uh, get them over the line we'll see We'll see. That, but that's uh, that's the update on the managerial merry-go-round. Holy moly! Managerial merry-go-round of mayhem. Yeah, Holy moly! Managerial merry-go-round of mayhem. Yeah, Managerial merry-go-round of mayhem. Holy moly! As you might see on my loud and proud Twitter uh, and Instagram page this week, you might see me going around with the Red Stars jerseys. People have been asking what 
what they've forgotten what the Red Stars is. The Red Star jerseys are players that who were outstanding in the rounds of the championship. There was what was there, seven rounds of the championship, seven six weekends. You have three the three uh, the club three group weekends and then the quarterfinals, semi-finals and finals. It was three in the finals, so thirteen winners. Samurai won it twice, so uh, there's twelve jerseys still to be handed out and. Um, so I've like given out five already, and it would be a hell of a forward line. Actually, um, you have David Reed and Connor Whelan inside. It'll be a five-man full forward line for now. Um, Andrew Bingham from the Mitchells had a hell of a year. Um, got his for the hat trick against the Piercy. Um, Kiki Keenan and Samuel Roy. So those five. So you have the former and the and then the current and the upcoming upcoming uh, forward line forwards. In the county, and they got their chairs. There's seven more lads to get their chairs this week, so stay tuned. And, and I'm just going around to the different kind of different kind of pitches they they play and where they come from, where they hone their skills, and the club they represent, and uh, meet up with the lads. And the 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 jersey, to be fair, is getting a great reactions, getting a great kind of feedback. No, I don't have any for sale. Um, although a lot of people have been asking, but um, no, we're going to keep it lucrative. That only the only the winners can get the jerseys and. And that is that. So now for this week's excerpt. Um, stumbling over my words tonight. Jeez, I'm out, I'm out of practice. But um, yeah, it's John Savage from the Drogheda Independent and the Argus. Um, very, we're very lucky to have him in the county um, because he's such a good GA mind. Um, very intelligent thinker on, on Gaelic and on the Gaelic Football Association as well. And uh, we get into the split season in this part and you'll hear... And uh, yeah, just I, I kind of presented to to John that it's a good thing, and he, yeah, he might disagree or he might not, but he has he has his views, and that's why we had John on. Basically, it's John Savage's thought. So if you haven't got it or heard it, go back and listen or, or sign up patreon.com forward slash Laird and Proud. But um, even the, the split season, John, going forward, like it's an annual congress kind of. Kind of railroaded it in, no problem. There was no yeah. uh, dissenting voice whatsoever. It's going to be brilliant, I think. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think it'll be brilliant from inter county point of view. Um, it'll be great to, for Loud to start the season um, and playing almost every week, um, National League, um, maybe a couple of weeks off, Leinster Championship. Um, now, the, now, the structures of this might change, but next year, in 2022, it should be. It should be like this that they'll play Leinster Championship. Then, then if they don't get the Leinster final, they'll go into the Talton Cup. And look, there, there would there'll be nobody to fear in the Talton Cup because it's going to be the bottom sixteen, yeah. like sixteen teams um, in 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 the country. You know, and uh, like if Loud can hit the hit the ground running on her Mickey, there'll be nothing to fear in the Talton Cup. So it'll be a great season. Like you know, it'll just be bang. It's it's done. The intercounty's done. From a club point of view, I'm not so sure where how it helps Loud um, because we already. Kind of, you know, we used to get many games we get played in April. Dan was it five, six, maybe five, you know, and yeah, many Sundays were in yeah. April. Yeah, you know, and and so we'd have six league games out of the way. That's gone. We're not, we're not going to have that. You know, you might get, depending on how many, how how willing Mickey Hart is to release his county players, you might get two or three league games played. And um, so something's going to have to give. You know, either either you say right, we park the leagues until until June. And we play our championships and leagues later in the year. But is that fair on the other club players? Or do you say, right, our club season now is going to run from, we'll start in April as opposed to 
you know, early, late February. And we'll start with the subsidiaries in, 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 in kind of mid to late April. Um, and if the subsidiaries kind of played by June and then the county players come back and then you go at your season and you run it to, to November, maybe that might be the way yeah, around it. I think that's than the trying way. to, yeah, yeah. Than, okay. than trying to juggle between, you know, juggle your county players. I don't, I don't think that's fair in the county players or the county manager or the club players, you know. No, so, and I think, yeah, I think with the split season kind of in. Yeah, so that was John John Savage there. He has, like I say, he has his ideas, he has his thoughts, and he has has a strong mind and his opinion. So it was great to pick his brain and catch up. Basically, it was you were listening into a conversation we would normally have, um, talk about football and the, the lay of the land and how things are going nationally and that as well. So yeah, yeah. If like I say, if you enjoyed that, do sign up. Plenty more guests coming up and lined up. Kind of. It's niche. They're going to be all kind of loud centric. We're going to maybe look at the nineties club football and loud. We're going to look at um, mental health, um, youth players. We're going to look at just different things. Just um, very loud centric. You're not going to get like well, we will have national journalists on as well, like we did with Carol Kane and Declan Bogue. Uh, but we will have more lined up this month. Um, kind of a good mix, but um, it'll be very like this is what the Loud and Proud podcast is all about. It's all niche. And it's all loud, 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 and how we can bring it all back to loud. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. Um, follow me on the Loud and Proud uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram page, and what have you. Um, just want to finish the podcast. On, on, I suppose it's a it's a sad note. Um, like to send out my condolences to David Darlin and his family. Um, David lost his wife Eva this week. Um, very very sad news down the Point Road. And uh, getting to haven't got to know David on and off the field. Uh, he's an absolute gentleman, very good to me at times as well, and uh, with work and that and what have you. And really, really um, taken aback by the news. And knowing Domahanis, they'll put their their arms around him and his family and 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 look after David and help him over the, in this difficult time. And I suppose we all will in the in the loud GA community so I just wanted to um, send my condolences there and just acknowledge it um, that's it for this week I will chat to you um, during the week if you signed up and if not I will chat to you again on Sunday night for your weekly dose of loud GA news sing it loud sing it proud today